The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We came with a W. I got some ring time. No, I just want to fight. I want to stay busy, keep fighting. One of the best bantamweights in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner, Rob Fuck. Oh, nice combination. I channel my David Goggins. You got to embrace the hell and live in it and just push through it. There she is, folks. Cynthia Calvillo. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have uh, uh, two number 10 fighters calling in. Two top 10 fighters uh, on the... Uh, on the show today, of course, with Phoenix Carnival. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. Matt is away. Uh, he's with his family. This is how dumb I am. Like, I, I really need to get a family just to go away in the summer. He's in <laughs> Disney right now, enjoying himself. You don't need a family to go to Disney. I do. I, I can't go. I don't like Disney. I don't you don't like, like to... Well, what would you like to do? Like, what would be, like, the Jim Norton special? Um, I'm also already regretting asking. No, like you know that. what? It's probably surprisingly <laughs> boring. Like, I want to go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. I like L.A. I like when I go to L.A. just to do stuff. I enjoy being in Los Angeles. I get that. I get that. This is the worst time of year for me. Why? I have that, like, seasonal depression thing. Oh, you do? So yeah. I'm miserable. And I look like a character from South Park, pretty much the whole... You look very... Uh, I like your outfit. You have a really cool, like, <laughs> a, a wool, like, a, almost like a horse riding... Hat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? It's 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 a nice look though. It looks good on you. I know. It's like the Kenny from South Park thing is definitely not sexy. Is that why? Is that it takes my boyfriend forty five minutes to undress me in the winter. But the hat is I'm nice. Like I like the hat. It the hat's okay. Yeah, the hat's... it's a cute hat. I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> it looks nice. I appreciate that, Jim. Yeah, you don't look sad. No, I don't look sad. But that's. It. But as soon as it gets freaking dark at 4 30 it's um pajamas 7 p.m i'm miserable oh see i like that do you really you, oh yeah that's what happens when you're a wash in shame i i, <laughs> I live in i i you have in the, on the peanuts that one character would walk with the fucking blanket and or the one that had the smoke like pig pen yeah pig that's pen. what i'm like with shame it's all around me mouthful of shame let's yes. plug let's plug your special Absolutely. right then and there. yeah it's a scent i walk with it's it permeates my clothes like when you eat in a fried chicken place your clothes stink see my my immediate feminine nature is to like ask you about it and have like a therapy session about it, but I'm not going to do that. No, it's okay. I mean, I am, uh, <laughs> you know, I go to therapy. I have a great therapist. It is what it is. We all have our thing, right? I, I've had I've had therapy. I did hypnotherapy once. Why? Because uh, you know when you're interviewing people, it's 
natural for us to to nod and say yes and sure. whatever, right? But when you do it and there's audio, it's bad because when yes. you go to edit it, you hear yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. right? So I, did this I one. just went, yep. And yep. I, mm-hmm. I just did the two things. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. So I went to hypnotherapy for that, to get rid of that or to be conscious that I do that. It wasn't to uncover childhood memories. It was, why do I go, hmm, and yes. <laughs> When I'm doing a podcast. Because my daddy issues, I have to be agreeable or what whatever it is. To go. So what'd they do? So I go to hypnotherapy. This is the weirdest shit ever. Like what's in my subconscious, right? So she puts me under and hypnotherapy is not what you think it is. It's not like bark like a dog. Bark right. like a like, like The yes. second they say That's something weird, <laughs> you're going to snap out of it. That's right. how it is. It's more like guided meditation. So I go deep under and what comes out of my subconscious, I'm slightly embarrassed about. I basically put myself in the movie Point Break and I was Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze was talking to me. So deep in my subconscious was Patrick Swayze for oh, and I was surfing. Really? Yeah. So since it's a psychotherapist, she's like had to figure out what the hell. I don't surf, by the way. We had to figure out what that meant. And basically my subconscious believes surfing is perfection because it's a balance of being able to stay balanced on the wave but go with the flow because you can't control nature so the lesson in it was i had to go with the flow more all right see i went to therapy they told me i was like keanu reeves in speed because i'm always (laughs) i'm always driving out of control aiming at baby carriages right 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 so it makes sense so i'm surfing in your driving (laughs) Driving a runaway bus bus. hoping dennis hopper leaves me money but yeah isn't it weird what therapy uncovers isn't it isn't it bizarre the way the mind works like I thought Star Wars would be in there or something, but no. But Point Patrick break. Swayze could be worse. It could be could worse. be worse. Um, but I'm happy you're here today. I love when you come in, uh, even when Matt's here. Not just even as a sub. We always love when you're on the show. You're and you guys are fun. Such a knowledgeable person, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Cynthia and uh, and Rob. Um, also, uh, uh, McGregor and and Cowboy are actually fighting. Uh, 246 is January the 18th. I'm happy for Cowboy because I like him so much to see him get a giant. But let me, there's something here because I wanted to see Gaethje. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Connor Gaethje at lightweight. Um, Connor did not want that, so that didn't happen. They're fighting at welterweight. Man, Cowboy was 70. Uh, that I was, I was like, wait, let's not ignore that. Let's do you not think ignore that. that. Here's what my guess is, and it's just a guess because Cow- Cowboy seems happy to have gone back down. It's that Connor, even though he's lost a couple straight, but it's like, I, I think, my, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Connor has such an amazing amount of money and he has a fun life and he's out drinking, he's enjoying himself. It might be a little harder for him to motivate himself in a non title fight to go down and knock that fucking weight off and whatever you have to do, which is a tremendous uh, burden. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying he's not a dedicated guy. I'm sure if he was fighting Habib, he'd be a little. But there's something that tells me he just wanted to go with the more comfortable to make weight. That and we know that his ego is a very big part of what drives him as an athlete. And saying Dana saying Masvidal was too big for him. Maybe he's like, let me get a couple of 170s happening. Get comfortable at this weight. I remember when he lost to, to Nate, he talked about hitting him with everything that he had. Uh, misjudging his energy systems and things like that. That's always something he brings up when he has like sure. issues and stuff. So maybe it's like, let me see how much I can push my weight, myself, my endurance and everything at 170 and possibly hang out there. What weight did, did he fought? To, I know he uh, he went the distance. Was that at welterweight that he beat Nate uh, in the decision? Yeah. It was, okay. Right. And, and they, the first fight was at, uh, was that at lightweight? 
That was, they, was a, it, it was like late? a catchweight or something because Nate remember. came in with ten days notice. So it might have been one. What happened? RDA 70? dropped out. Was that was that when when, when yeah? The, it was the foot thing. It was like the foot incident. Dos Anjos, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's look at it. Didn't we... they offer that to Jose Aldo first? And he said no, which I've mentioned before. I, I always thought was a terrible mistake. Even though, again, it's easy for me to say, but you don't get that shot that many times after a thirteen-second loss. That's true. I don't know the circumstances though, so I can't really like yeah. speak on it. I would have to. I would have to look. Was back he not at that. Tra- trained at all? But I mean, it's almost like sometimes you just got to go fuck it. Like Greg Hardy, I even though you know Alexander Volkov has been going back and forth with Francis on uh, on Twitter, and look, uh, Volkov is great. But he he won the decision. He yeah. won the decision. But Greg Hardy came in on a few days' notice. His uh, he obviously had a bad right hand in that fight. He hurt himself, and it's his fifth fight of the year. And uh, he was able to withstand uh, Volkov. He couldn't do much because I think he had an injury. Yeah, but I yeah. wouldn't exactly be consider that he should be talking shit to Francis. No, no. I mean, it was a tentative. He was like a ten. It was a tentative. Let me outpoint him type of fight. But he was trying to keep himself in the win column. And you know how fickle this whole business is that one loss can set you back. And he just had to play it safe and play it smart. I I don't fault it for him. I I know what you mean. And sometimes a non-impressive win won't set you back. But you'll tread water a little bit, and somebody will leapfrog you mm-hmm. because they were more impressive, and they they knocked someone. It's, yeah, it's so subjective. It's just really, it, it, yeah, it's really hard. But I would love to see that because let's just get Ngano back doing what he needs to do, and what, he's hungry. He's tired of sitting around. Last time fight? we spoke to him, he was miserable he was, about that's it. That's right, you were here. Yeah. Who, who does he fight next? I mean. It's. Uh, I don't want to hear about Rumble Johnson coming in and his first fight is Francis again. He could he knock him out? Sure. I mean, Anthony Johnson hits hard. Right. But I, I want to see Francis get somebody uh, who's right before he's not getting Stipe, and he's not getting Cormier. Yeah. So who does he get? I mean, he's beaten Kane. He's beaten JDS. He's beaten uh, Curtis Blades. Who does he fight? No, he, he's. I think that it's got to be Volkov. But Volkov doesn't seem to want to do that. It's not what you want. It's what right. gets offered to you. You're not not many people. There are some that have been able to say yes and no and pick their fights. Connor being like one of those people. But you, you got to just take what's given to you. And then if that's going to be the thing, if they're going to promote France, which would be that's right. awesome, yeah. And it seems like that's what's in the cards. I want to see. Um, I still want to see a, a Derek Lewis. Francis Ngannou rematch, even though it was a very, very bad fight and that neither one of them, Lewis, had a bad back. But I really want to see that fight with both of these guys because Francis had just come off that Stipe loss. Now that he's fighting like Francis fights and Lewis has looked pretty good, I, I want to see them. Who's Derek Lewis for? Is it Alir Latifi? Yeah, that's going, coming up. up. Okay, yeah, when is that? Um, I think it's Houston. Is it in Houston? Yep. Yeah, okay. So Houston is... Um, the headlining is is John Jones and Dominic Reyes. A great fight. The biggest jump, I mean, people say, oh, the biggest jump is uh, middleweight to light heavyweight. Biggest jump is light heavyweight to heavyweight because you're fighting guys who are fucking 40 pounds heavier. I mean, right. like, and guys who are used to getting hit by guys who are 40 pounds heavier. Like you said, McGregor was throwing those punches, maybe not having the effect. Right. Because Diaz is used to being hit by guys who are bigger than him. Absolutely. So w- do we know why Latifi decided to move up? Like, what was the deciding factor in that? I don't know. Can we look at his last couple of fights? What's, what's his last couple of fights? I don't know. My guess is the same as a lot of guys that get older and just don't want to cut the weight anymore. Maybe he was having a little bit of a hard time. 
I lost to uh, uh, Ozdemir and, and then Anderson. Uh, both were well. One was a knockout. Uh, Ozdemir and, and decision. Um, I don't know. Maybe it must have been the weight. I, that's all I can guess. But he did beat Tyson Pedro, who was a young prospect, and. OSP. It, it's uh, a it's a healthy trend now for people to start to fight what's more natural to them. I think that sports science has finally cut, caught up to how difficult this sport is. I really wish I could talk to somebody over at the Performance Institute and find out more about like the conversations that fighters are having, the the diets that they're now taking, yeah. the, the new approach. <clears throat> I've done traditional martial arts and old school martial arts, and the old school way of thinking is like really unhealthy, but it's associated with you know machismo, and not, not just like guy right, machismo, right, right. but just like toughness in the gym in general. And I feel like maybe the science is now saying, "Hey guys, you don't have to be tough. You could just be a smart athlete." Plus, everyone's tough. I mean, they're all yeah. tough. I mean, you're fighting other guys that are just as tough. So now you just got to if, if you're tough and a guy's 35 pounds heavier and tough, you're gonna you know tough shit. You're tough. Yeah, he I know. is too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I think fighting to their weight, and again, as a complete fucking elliptical sissy boy that I am, <laughs> I have no right to comment on fighters, but it just seems like it, it can't be good for you to do that. And I also think beyond them smarting fight and fight science, I also think the UFC has said we are fucking tired of people missing weight. Like, yeah. I mean, there's too much money, especially with the new way that they were, uh, for some reason, the weigh-ins in the morning were hurting. I don't know why, but they were making it hard for people to make weight. They missed weight a lot more since the, the morning weight. So I think it's also a business thing, too. The UFC is saying you cannot miss weight. That's very smart. <clears throat> I forget. I think it was Gastelum when he missed weight for like the second or third time. Dana was going to force him. <laughs> going to force him to go up. Well, who else uh, who I think should be forced to go up, but she hasn't, is uh, Don't Tell Me Your Name. She's a fucking jujitsu black belt. Arizona. Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern. She should be. I mean, she missed by seven pounds one time. That's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, but then when she came back, her comeback fight, she was on point. Yeah, let's get Cynthia on. But we, can we also look up Mackenzie Dern too. I'm curious. I'm a bit of a goose sometimes. There she is. Hello, Cynthia. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing great. I'm excited. It's fight week, so I'm pretty pumped up. Okay, so you get excited now. Fighters. I've interviewed a lot of fighters on fight week. And excitement is sometimes they're very cranky on fight week uh, because they're cutting weight. Uh, what is your mood? Just happiness and, and, and you're thrilled? You know, honestly, with the weight cutting and everything, it, it really sucks. So your your energy is up and down. But for the most part, when I'm not, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, it, definitely the toughest part for me, one of the toughest things is to wake up. But I'm so excited, you know. It's like we put so much time, so many weeks, and finally it's time. So I feel like five weeks, like birthday week, you know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I just like all the you know I'll get to celebrate. Plus the food tastes way better than if you know right after the fight, other than just like you know binging for a whole week or something. <laughs> the worst part for me was always that my sense of smell was heightened when I was cutting weight. Why? But I don't know, I guess because you're hungrier. So like somebody would have an, be having a cookie in three rooms away oh. from me and I could smell it. Did you Do you get like that? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I can smell it. Like if I'm in a room and someone has food, I can just smell and I'll turn it on. <laughs> well, when you book a fight, now you can't, I, I'm always amazed by people who book a fight in early January. I'm like the entire holiday season is shit you can't eat so you just missed thanksgiving but now you have christmas and you can kind of enjoy it does that ever play into your mind when you're taking a fight like oh there's all this family stuff i want to do that's going to be difficult um no it doesn't um 
I feel like that's just a part of being a fighter and I don't mind it making those sacrifices. I feel like it kind of motivates me a little bit more, you know. This past uh, Thanksgiving, I didn't get to come home. Uh, I stayed in, t in town here uh, in where I live. And, uh, you know, there's just something about it, about, like, sacrificing the holidays and stuff just for your fights and stuff. And, you know, because you can celebrate other days. I don't mind that because it's not as busy, you know. So, <laughs> so I give myself okay. away as a non-fighter when I ask a stupid question like, so you're fighting in the co-main event, but what about pumpkin pie? So... <laughs> Oh, I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, I have this. I have a, a, a list of food I'm gonna eat right as soon as the fight's done. What is <laughs> what is your like top five things that you have to indulge in when you finish? So when I'm like fighting, I probably I'll probably go eat pizza, gummy bears, chocolate, uh, a bunch of like pastries, and of course um, a bunch of just like homemade Mexican food that my mom can make for me because my mom was spoil me with food, but. That's why I can't be home because they just try to like feed me nonstop, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay. So I'm excited for that. And we were talking how how bad is the weight cut for you? For some fighters, it's it's worse than others. Um, for you, is it a torture every time, or is it fairly comfortable? It's a it's a torture every time. It's just one of those. It, it's um, it's one of those things where there's no room for mistake, and if there is, it just it's, it hurts really bad, you know. And. Um, I've missed one weight before. Weight before uh, missed weight uh, last year in Argentina. That was a really tough one. Um, so uh, it is. It is always hard, but um, it's just something that it that comes with the discipline. That one I didn't really have any control of it. Over it, it was that time of the month, and my body was just not acting right and shut down. You know. So uh, other than that, it's it's always a tough weight cut. So. Um, yeah, I don't look forward to it, but I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> Have you ever been tempted? Because uh, before, uh, a moment ago, uh, Phoenix and I were just talking about fight fighters fighting in a more natural weight and the reasons for that. Um, would, would fighting in a higher weight be ever something, would you ever consider uh, 125? Or, or, or is it just way too much uh, of, of a jump in the weight of the other fighters? No, I would absolutely, I, I, I would do it. I mean, when I cut to one, like if I were to fight at 125s, I usually just a five pound weight cut. Mm -hmm. and usually I don't even have to go into the sauna for that during fight week. It's just, you know, and then, so that leaves me at one of those where either I cut and it's a really hard cut, 15 pounds to straw weight or five pounds to fly weight, you know? And so a lot of the times, a, a lot of the girls are bigger than me. So, but I see everybody's moving up now and they're kind of going more towards their natural weight. So I'm definitely open to that. I think it's better that way for everyone and for everyone's health. Like, I definitely am considering moving up, but I'm just, I'm in love with the strawweight division right now. It's just so, I think it's the best women's division in the UFC. And so I just, I don't want to leave because there's just so much there I want to take. Yeah. And this when when you guys cut, uh, when you say 15, you'll lose 15. It's the week of the fight. Mm, I think it it's like a slow six-week process, oh, right? Oh, so a six-week process. Right. How much do you lose week of fight? Uh, the week of the fight can be anywhere from uh, 9 to 17 pounds. Oh, it wow. can be that much week of. Okay, yeah. So yep. do you think it's... Does your body, when by the time you fight, do you feel like you've kind of gotten everything back that you depleted that week? Because that's such a strain. I do. It's just, it's all about how you do it and whether you do it right. Like, I've, it, ha it can't be too low or too heavy. There's times where, like, for example... We try to prepare for Argentina the time when last year when I missed weight and I was the lightest I've ever gone into fight week. I think I was like about eight or nine pounds over. 
and that was like the Saturday before the fight, which is like the lowest I've ever gotten, just because I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to run into any problem. I still did. My body just ended up shutting down. I didn't want to let me cut right. anymore. But uh, then there's times where I fought in Scotland and I retained a bunch of water. I ended up having to cut 17 pounds that week, and I felt fine in the fight. Yeah, you know. So it's like, but it was a tough weight cut. And I remember the tough for Joanne too because she ended up uh, missing weight. But I feel like there's got to be there's got to be a balance in there. But um, like I said, it's it's a tough weight cut for me. Um, it's just uh, I'm definitely considering a vegetable weight, but it's tough. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess you're in a, a kind of a, a you're in a good mood, all things considered. Now you're supposed to fight uh, Claudia Gadala, who dropped out. Um, so I mean, I know that that's uh, you know it's frustrating because you your whole camp is geared towards one person, and now you have somebody who might not be coming out of a camp. But neither one. It's kind of the same for both of you. Whereas uh, you know you're necessarily not prepared for her, and she's not been prepared for you. Uh, you know, I think that it. Claudia Gadella ended up pulling out uh, with more than enough time for uh, for both of us to get ready. I think, uh, what was it? There was like six weeks left. Six about oh, five Oh, I didn't weeks. realize it was, okay, that was, that's plenty of time. Yeah, I think because she, let me see, when was the Singapore card? I think it was October 18th or yeah. something like that. <clears throat> yeah, it was during that week that she pulled out, so it was mid-October. Um and so she, you know, plenty of time for Marina to get ready and prepared. I think so. You know, normally it's most most fighters would love to have about a six to eight week fight camp. Um, I had about twelve weeks to get ready for a fight. You know, and of course, yes, it was geared towards uh, Claudia Cadella, but um, you know, it, it's not going to make much of a difference. Of course, we got to make some adjustments um, because she's a taller fighter, fighter in length here, and she holds different uh, strengths than Claudia does. Um, but you know. Show must go on. We hold it. We, we uh, luckily, you know, when I train, I, I had plenty of training partners. So I was training out in Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand. So I did most of my fight camp out there. I was, being, I was there for about nine weeks. And so what better place to prepare for Muay Thai fighters such as Marina Rodriguez? I was already there. So it wasn't that big of a deal for, for me to change out there. I had plenty of training partners there. And so uh, I think we're both going to be very, very prepared. It's going to be a very exciting fight. And I think that's why uh, you know, the UFC put us on for the Colleen event. Were you with Master Tong out there? I was. I was with Master Tong. So uh, he's actually out in Bangkok. Uh, and I was training out in Phuket for most of the part because in Bangkok, they don't really have MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mo- mostly Muay Thai. So I would make my a couple of trips throughout the month to go see Master Tong. And I would see him for about two to three uh, days at a time. And uh, I was trying to actually bring him out with me to take him in my corner. But uh, the US, they denied his visa. So Yeah. Um, that sucks. He he's a special he's a special trainer. He really is a, like a special trainer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a lot of love for Tong. You know, we're still gonna keep trying. If you know, I was out there in, in Thailand. And I was trying to help him out and get his get all his paperwork straight away and set the appointments up and everything. But it ended up being denied. We're like, come on, just let him come quarter me because I know a lot of people want to see him too. You know, so um, yeah. Was this your so, first trip to Thailand? It was my first trip to Thailand. Um, I was only supposed to be there for about two weeks. Uh, it ended up turning into me having to do most of my fight camp there, so I did about nine weeks. Uh, it was it was great. The food was amazing. You know, people were great. Of course, there was a lot of things where I had to run into, such as like the language barrier, having to communicate with them, how to get around. You know, opposite the the streets are. You know, you drive on the opposite side of the yeah. street. So it's a bunch of different things and. You know, but it, it, it really 
it changed. I feel like it changed me a lot. It was. It really also made me appreciate my country. Mm-hmm. So I love America, you know. And you know, we have it made here uh, over there in, in Thailand. Although, if you have money, you know, in comparison to them, we're what we. It's way more poor over there, so mm-hmm. it's like I could definitely say that uh, our homeless people are a lot richer than the Thai people that have jobs there. Yeah, really? yeah, it is. It, you really do definitely see a lot. I'm wondering, you know, because of Marina's background and the last fight with Tisha Torres, we saw really good striking from her. I mean, the I think I remember the first round they felt each other out a lot, and then she was using the teep, she was using the the front kick quite a bit, and then around the last round. If I remember correctly, it was a lot of clinching and kneeing and elbowing. When you look at that fight with Tisha Torres, like, how do you think she's going to fight you, who has the reputation of having just really good grappling? Um, I, I think uh, you know, it's a great fight. I think it was it's more difficult for Tisha Torres to get in there because she was a striker and she was shorter and yeah, two strikers go at it. I definitely don't think that uh, Tisha kind of showed up. Her game plan, I'm not sure what her game plan was too much, but, um, and she's also a smaller fighter. I think, believe she only cut like two pounds for that week. She doesn't, she walks around very, very light. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be a problem for Marina. I feel like Marina has had a lot of smaller opponents. Everybody's been shorter. She fought Jessica Aguilar as well, who was smaller. And Jessica right. Aguilar is a black belt in grappling, but they still just had a war, you know, and, um, she still gets tagged up pretty good by all these smaller fighters. And, um, you know, she, it's not like she's, like, completely finishing them. She does have an impressive striking, you know, background and stuff. But um, I think, for me, it's going to be a really great fight. Like I said, it was, did me very good uh, to be out in Thailand at a Muay Thai gym, practicing, having to be around people who have very strong clinches, who have phenomenal striking, and, you know, to press my MMA skills against them. And I feel like I've evolved. I've made leaps and bounds. I think it's going to be a great fight for me and really showcase, you know, against an undefeated fighter such as Marina right. and Calvino. Um, I'm definitely going to fight my way in there and, and, you know, whatever way I can get it. I think that if I get it to the ground, it's, you know, it's going to be game over. Quick finish on my part, I think. I can imagine, too, it kind of helps with your strategy because if you're fighting somebody who has that kickboxing tie background, now you know what they know in a lot of ways or can think a step ahead of what she might possibly do, especially in clinch positions. I feel like tie clinch is such a particular style. You know, it's that stand-up jujitsu. It has so many little nuances to it. It's it's It can make a fight. It, it can make or break a fight, I believe. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I think... Uh you know, it's important to have a strong clinch, and I definitely learned that when I first got to Tiger Muay Thai. I mean, I, I knew there's a clinch, but there's a different type of clinch that they have. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's really strange. So one of not strange, but it's really you don't know you don't know what a real clinch is until you actually clinch with somebody with like a Muay Thai clinch fighter, like a yeah. Little, uh, so they have a Loma Lukbumi. She's the first Thai fighter that got signed to the UFC. She made her UFC debut as a strongweight fighter uh, in UFC Singapore. And I got to train with her in that fight. And she's been training and fighting since she was three, four years old. Right. She's got over 100 Muay Thai fights. So she's like, it was the strongest clinch I've ever felt in my life. The first time I grappled with her, like, I just, I couldn't grasp her right away. You know, and you don't really know how to deal with it until you work with it. Sure. You know, and so she kept, like, tripping me and tossing me. And I'm just like, a, and it's, like, weird. It was just so, like, it wasn't, like. It, it wasn't like she was just putting like a lot of energy into it or power. It would just be like a similar clinch and she's like, whoop, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There's another fighter that went over to Thailand recently too. Who was that? Was that Uriah uh, Uriah Hall? It was somebody that went to Thailand and spent a good amount of time. I, I know, like uh, Roundtree goes quite often. Maybe that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, he, he goes like a lot too. Yeah, no, Khalil Roundtree actually lives in Thailand for most uh, uh, a lot of his fight camps. He does them in Bangkok and Phuket at a Thai mm-hmm. Muay Thai. Um, but I also know that a lot of fighters have been known to go over there. Uh, while I was there, Misha and Johnny uh, were there. Uh, Woodley, Tyron Woodley, mm-hmm. Tyron Woodley was there. Um, we get a lot of fighters going into there. Alex Volkanovski is doing this fight camp. He's doing some. It's a, it's camp. like a rite of passage. I I went like several years ago and and honestly I feel the same way as you it like changes you it gives you this kind of like direct focus there's something kind of spiritual about it it's like I don't know it just kind of like puts the art and martial arts back into just being is it because you know you're there is that part of it part of it the environment the smell the heat the background the music everything I think culturally yeah I just deal with it like you know because it also was that like I did stay at like a really like at a like, if it wasn't, like, a vacation. So it wasn't like I was just going out there and, like, enjoying the beaches. I was training. I was focused. I was, like, I didn't have a, a dryer, so I had a hang dryer with me to wash. Right. Like, little things that normally we would take for granted that we, we don't have to take care of here because we have things that do, that do it for us. Like, you have to manually do it there. And so, like, everything, you know, it just take, take it was just, it was just very, just more slowed down in time, mm-hmm. you know, and really focused so definitely centered you and just like made you focus on the fight and being away from family i went over there by myself with no teammates no family members nothing right just me and my dog. i took my dog with me so <laughs> smart, smart did you get a doctor to write you a note or did you put like some kind of like a they have to put like a helper vest on them how did you get or did you ship them underneath the plane no you went in the yeah he went to he didn't go in on the as a carry-on he had to go in the cargo because he's mm-hmm. a, like medium-sized dog but Wait, you uh, have the same dog I have, I think. Do you have an American Eskimo? Yes. So do I. Yeah, that's what yeah. I have. That's right. There's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's well-behaved. <laughs> um, oh, that's not him. <laughs> so uh, how big are they that you couldn't bring him in? Cause I've seen They're some like pretty 35 large... pounds or something, right? Mine's uh, fat. about 20... 20 pounds, 22 pounds? Yeah, mine's, mine's fat. And when they go into <laughs> the cargo, do you like panic the whole flight? Like, or, or are they... Uh, I, it was tough. I was definitely worried and stressed out a little bit, but I think it was worth it because I was out there for almost about two months. Okay. And uh, I think I've always had him since he was a puppy and it's always been me and him. But some people are like, oh, you're so cruel. You're so selfish. Why do you want to just bring him and like put him in that flight? And I was like, honestly, I think he would be more tortured if I left him at my parents' house with the other dog. He w- yeah, he would. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's bad. It's, it's a dog. It's got to travel. But they're generally super attached to their owners, yeah. like American Eskimos. That's what I, I have the same dog. But, um, I have family members I like to put in the bottom so I don't have to talk to them the whole flight. <laughs> But so I don't know the reason behind you leaving Alpha Male. I don't know if I missed that in the press or if it's is it something you just never spoke about? I did. I think um, I I did talk about it a little bit. I left right after my last fight. Um, I just there was just a lot of changes there. And um, it was hard for me. Uh, once we moved to the they, Uriah opened a new location and they moved over there. There's uh, there was a lot of changes. And um it just, I just wasn't vibing the same for me anymore, and it was just time for me to make the change. I was there for about five to six years. I'm yeah. extremely grateful, but there was just a lot of a lot of changes that happened with the coaching staff, and just wasn't vibing anymore. And I was like, I need to make the move. So, um, 
that's pretty much what ended up happening. You must be happy how great Uriah looked against uh, Ricky Simone, though. It was nice to see him fighting so well the first uh, fight in a couple of years. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, you know, it, you know, going against such a, a young buck like that who was up and coming and definitely was a dangerous fight to take, you know, and uh, so it was a good fight for Uriah to come out of retirement and especially being at his age and getting that knockout. Uh, it, it was awesome. I think it was, it was a great thing for him to happen uh, coming out of his retirement. Of course, that's something because I, I'm not sure he's ever knocked anyone out like that. No, I, not, so, not that I remember I can't that remember way. The last time, no. Not that way. Not like that was... Round. And Ricky so Simone, you know, to come out of retirement to have a knockout like that's, you know, it's pretty cool. So, well, listen, uh, good luck on the uh, in the co-main event against Marina Rodriguez. It's this Saturday in Washington D.C. Um, you know, that's uh, she's great. She's a twelve zero and one fighter. So they did replace Claudia with somebody a worthy opponent. You know, sometimes somebody drops out and the, the fighter that steps in is just as good a fight. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's a, it's a great fight. I'm really happy and, you know, I'm extremely thankful that Marina took the fight uh, when she did. You know, the same very same day that, uh, you know, Claudia pulled out, they, they she had already accepted the fight. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, thank you for coming on, Cynthia. It was nice talking to you and, uh, and good luck this Saturday. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Have All a right. good one. Bye. Talk to you again. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. God, am I jealous right now? You're in sunshine. Oh, there you are. We're freezing. It's really nice. It's so nice here, guys. Look around. Look around. It's it's kind of it's kind of empty. Which I I chose finally the right time to come down here. Could you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're good. She just said it's empty. Why is it so empty? Thanksgiving, I was at my in-laws over at Tarpon Springs hanging out uh, up until yesterday. So we came yesterday. It wasn't that bad. And then uh, today, every all the kids and everybody's back to school, you know? So everybody who extended their weekend, uh, they're all gone. Nice. So the Sarahs are taking over this bitch. And let me tell you, I fucking tapped out. I'm in a fucking, I'm in a motorized car. And let me tell you. It's like I'm on a ride that I never have to get off. (laughs) I I looked at this thing the wrong way, Jimmy. Remember I was telling you, Jimmy, I didn't want to feel like less of a man. You don't want to feel feeble. You know what I mean? I feel silly. But this is the thing. I got to thinking. Let's say we're at this park and there's like a, a psychomaniac going nuts. And they need 
they need the powers of the Kimura Savage. If I'm limping around all day long, I will not be as equipped to handle a situation. Right now, I can take this off. I can take down a 300-pound man. But I, let's get to business anyway. By the way, I'm I look at it just the opposite if I had a cart. In case there's trouble, I could flee. <laughs> Those I would, things don't I would, go that fast, though. It's so much. Oh, no. It, oh, listen. Does it? Are you serious? Hold on. I'll give you 500 bucks if you run somebody over. And there's people behind me, and I'm just thinking, look at this. It's so much are you fun. doing donuts right now? You I'm are. Doing, I'm doing donuts. How are you, sir? Donuts. I like to have a party on this thing. See, look, I'm getting yelled at by the elves. Hey. Party, hey. <laughs> gang. Say hello. You're on UFC Unfiltered. No, Disney police will Thank come you. out of like the woodwork okay. if you do something wrong. Unless there's a giant fight. And you'll never fight. be heard. Unless there's a fight, then they take a half hour. <laughs> this is a bad angle here. Hold on a second. Are so you, are you where are you? Which, which park are you where, in right now? I, I'm in a, I got a, a cart. And first of all, listen, I found the perfect recipe. I took a 50 milligram fish oil pill and a five hour energy. I'm out of my bird, but I'm having such a good time. Phoenix, really quick, really quick. Yes. Uh, two things I got to talk to you about. Did you see Dark Fate, the Terminator Dark Fate? Yes. I want to talk, we got to discuss really quick. And also the Mandalorian. Then we'll get back to the MMA action. I'm assuming Jimmy's seen neither of the things we're talking about. I hate Baby Yoda. Uh, how is that possible? It's another dumb Jimmy. toy designed by. St- I, I love. I, I I like Han Solo. I like Darth Vader. I hate the fucking toy marketing and the Ewoks. They stink. No, I, understand. I like I Peter understand. Cushing. I want a Peter Cushing doll. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jimmy. The whole thing with the whole Baby Yoda thing. It's almost like you ever see like Lone Wolf and Cub. Yes. Oh know, my God, Matt. Like, this is why we're like friends. The- the warrior like has to he's a hard <laughs> he has to protect connection. yes that's what yeah. it's he for connection with this this little kid you know because he was once orphaned i i'll tell you we mandalorian give me one second with the mandalorian but we're gonna get back to that i have problems with the dark fate um so did i uh, how are you i haven't seen it i it's, so I did i I got problems with the whole Terminator Dark Fate. It, okay, it was good up until, which I hate saying this, Arnold shows up just living on a farm, chilling, having a wife and kids. What? All right, listen, spoilers, but it's been out and it's not making any money, so nobody's going to see it anyway. Right. Look, this is the problem. <laughs> Jimmy is like, I hate when they do this all, shit. To I don't us. mind. First, first of all, they said it's the best uh, Terminator movie since the second one. That might be true. Because the other that. ones were that yeah. bad. The other ones, Phoenix, let's let's be honest, they were all shit. Horrible. They were shit. Wait, awful. Did, did he say, I'll be back? Yes. No, that, but she said it. Sarah, she said it. Sarah Connor said it. Uh, yeah. And Sarah Connor, listen, I'm not against anything with the girl. I have three daughters. I'm, if you want to make the woman the hero and everything, I am for it. But it's got to be, it's got to be. It's got to be less propaganda. Like in other words, in other words, like in other words, like with Sarah Connor, oh yeah, we had to go back in the original Terminator. She was going to give birth to the son who was going to help the rebellion against the machines. Right. Then you think, and then you get the Terminator Two, and then you see how it, it explains how she she like knew he had to like be a leader. So she got with all these like special forces guys. Anybody right. she should learn from. I know that monologue by heart, but I'm not going to do it. The main her son, John Connor, the ultimate badass, right? Yeah. Right. 
Okay, now fast forward where we got to make, you know, they want to make the woman the hero. I understand. I understand the times. But, hey, man, I can understand Captain Marvel. I love Black Widow. But let me talk really quick about this leader. Of, they, they, they're saving this girl, right? And the girl, they're like, no, no, it's not. She's like, oh, is it my, what is my son going to be? A hero? No, no, no. It's not your son, honey. It's you. You are going to be the hero. And the fuck? How is she qualified? The girl couldn't even drive in the beginning of the movie. And she's also, they go to like a flashback or a fast forward, whatever you want to say, in this time warp thing. And they have her like, kids and people are fighting. And she's like, oh, we shouldn't fight each other. We should fight the, uh, the, the, the robots. Okay, now you're the leader of the free world. Go fuck yourself. Excuse me. The one thing I hate it's when a movie Dang. about futuristic robot people is not realistic. I gotta go away though. I just cursed in front of a family. That's all right. <laughs> fuck them. I hope they hear me curse. I'm making a run for it. Go ahead, Matt. Oh. Drive away. You're drunk driving. You're five five hour energy I'm, driving. Listen to me. You're I'm loaded. A five hour energy in a Which oil. park are you in? But listen to me. Right or wrong? Tell me. Am I right or wrong with that, Phoenix? I mean, how you, is no, you are right. You are right how with that. You, you basically couldn't even shoot a gun. You couldn't. Like, it she just. Couldn't, she, could, she couldn't the, do anything. It was good that, for seventy percent of it, and then. Oh, yeah. Terrible. It was the. It, it, and you know what? The acting was all good. I did not like, and the chick wasn't bad. Like she was cool, but she wasn't the. She's not the. What? Sarah Connor. I understand, but anyway, enough of that. What shit. park are you in right now? I'm at the Universal Studios. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go to Jimmy Fallon's. Wait, is that Disney or is that not? Is that next to Disney? No, no, no. This it's next to Disney. Okay. Uh, well, not next to Disney. There's Universal Studios. Like yes. Yes, where all the Harry Potter stuff is. Jurassic Park. I went there when I was younger with a girlfriend. We went on Confrontation, which was when they had King Kong like, and he shakes the train car, (laughs) and we sat there like two assholes, and then she had sex with somebody else. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, we're having a good time, man. Let me tell you. Oh, 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 Phoenix. Yes. That thing. I'm going to go to that thing later on. Please. I need to know immediately. Yes, it's called the Void. It's at Disney Springs. What is it? So it's VR, and but you actually walk through the spaces, so you can do Star Wars VR, you can do Avengers VR. Does it make you dizzy and sick or no? No, because I don't like it VR because I get like that. I would enjoy that. Just a friendly walk. Oh look, it's 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 it's, what's his name? Kylo Ren with his daddy issues. Oh, he belongs on Succession. Exactly. (laughs) Hated that dumb Kylo Ren. He yeah. is silly, isn't he? He stinks. Like, listen to me. It's quite emotional. So we... He's emotional. I'm right underneath the Very emo. Emo in space. Go ahead, Matt. No, curse no, up a storm. No, listen. I'm not that. I'm not really looking that much forward to the uh, to the last Skywalker because the last the, the the last Jedi was utter shit. Oh. But the Force Awakens was good. But Jimmy, why myself and Phoenix? Well, I won't speak for Phoenix, but I'm pretty sure she's right there with me. What's so cool about the Mandalorian? It's almost like a spaghetti western. It's in space. It's like what we liked about you would the original, like it. The original trilogy was that 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 gritty feel of Luke in that that, that cantina bar and Obi Wan's taking a guy's arm off. Uh, it's a right. samurai like film, samurai yeah. stuff. And, yeah, man. and Han Solo's shooting Greedo first, like we know he did, and like that's what we loved about that shit. So that's like this. Every episode is like this, man. It's so cool, Jimmy. That's why I hate Baby Yoda. I wish he was ugly. 
Like, I, I, I don't mind a Baby Yoda. I just hate that, to me, it feels like another adorable future toy, like the Ewoks. And it's like, stop trying to make shit cuddly in the fucking Star Wars universe. I want to see somebody get lopped in. The best scene in the entire dumb Star Wars franchise is it the, uh, what was the one where, where at the end fucking Vader walks in at the end of the film, the J.J. Abrams one, and he just starts slicing everybody up? Oh, no, that no, was no. in Rogue One. Rogue One, that was, that was the best scene in the entire franchise. That is pretty that awesome. Was, that is an awesome scene. This, this is definitely more like Rogue One. Like, if you would have seen Yeah, sorry, it's, it's... I'm whipping around like a crazy uh, purple person. Listen, um, this, there's a, there's, what is it, the third episode? Oh, my God. It was like... See, you just keep throw. getting him started on this. Listen, it's so good. Yeah, it was almost like he was a combination of Batman and, and, and John Wick with all the bounty hunters. That, that was great. Because he had a change of heart, Jimmy. Jimmy, a bounty hunter with a heart of gold. He had a change of heart. How's Cynthia, how's Cynthia doing, by the way? She's good. She's very good. We enjoy talking good to good her. Good conversation. Really I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of hers. Yes. Me too. Sorry, the ADD kicked in. That's okay. She, she just but, um, she's saying that she gets Rodriguez down and it's a wrap. Yeah. That's interesting. And she's fighting who again? Uh, Marina, Marina Rodriguez, Rodriguez, who's not easy oh. to take down. Marina Rodriguez. She just beat oh, Tisha shit. Torres. Yeah. Oh well, she's she's a badass. She well, is. Listen, I'm looking forward to those fights. All right, what else do we got, guys? I'll let you guys know. We, we have Rob Font. Uh, is he is he coming on or no? Yeah, we got him on. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they were panicking. Um, when are you back? I am back. Hold on, I'm checking for my family. <laughs> they went to get me an espresso and a cookie. I'm, I'm going a little... I, you I'm don't need an espresso, cookie. Matt. Huh? You don't need an espresso. Oh, yeah. No, no, I go hard. I go hard at Disney. <laughs> Again, terrible angle in this angle. But listen, I'm just going to be here doing donuts... All right, listen, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm right. coming back right. Sunday. All right. I'm for a week at this park. And, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Let me tell you, left and right, well, at least five people so far, and I've been here a day, uh, they like the, the podcast. Oh, good, oh, man. nice. Awesome. Unless they're bullshitting me. You know what you got to do, Matt? I thought of you. You got to get on Cameo. You would do great on Cameo. I am on Cameo. Oh, do you ever promote it? You don't promote it. I don't promote it. What is Cameo? It's, uh, I feel like a hat if I, I it. I'm not on it, but Chip Chipperson's on it and uh, doing gangbusters business. It's fun. People pay whatever it, like the, the fee is, and uh, you give them personalized messages on video. I'll show you how to use it. It's very oh. silly. But, okay. Oh, you are on it. And, and uh, I, I was like, why does the fuck isn't Matt Sarah on this? You are. Promote I, I it more. Gotta, I got to raise my price, though. It's only like 40 bucks. Yeah, because you only Can get I 75% raise? of that. You should raise I, it to like I, 65. I talked to... um. I talked to Bruce Buffer, and he's like, oh, you got to raise that. Like, yeah, Bruce. Well, Bruce but he does Bruce. that for a living. And he's an announcer. He is an announcer. <laughs> and part-time stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's but time I'm for your birthday. You know, like, Bruce can do that with anything sure. and make it good. Sure. I would make him do my voicemail <laughs> on my phone. I right, listen to me. Love you guys. Thank Have a you, great pal. time. Have fun. We'll talk Have to you in two fun. days. Have fun. Text me after the void. I will Wednesday show. I'm in. All right. I'll watch The Mandalorian, too. Oh, you Jimmy, you, you would actually like it. Then. All right, cool. Watch it, Jimmy. All right. It's so much fun. I'm lying. All right, gang. Good to see you guys. Goodbye, buddy. Bye. Have fun. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I, I want to talk to Rob, Rob Font, Font, but what I want to also talk about is I want to talk about Tony and Khabib a little bit. Yeah, yes. A little uh, bit. Has the UFC made that official? Uh, or that we just know it's happening. I'm saying it. They're well, fighting. We think in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's on Tony Ferguson's uh, Wikipedia, so I'm assuming it's But then official. not anyone can update Wikipedia. <laughs> All right. I mean, you can update my Wikipedia if you wanted to. It doesn't matter. Like, he really is Chip Chipperson. Yes, it's him. It's who he is as a person. Yeah. And people, they say uh, Khabib's favorite, Tony, is plus 190. I'm telling you, I think Ferguson wins that fight. I don't see how. Hi, Rob. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Rob, we were just talking about, um, we're going to get to you in a second, but we want to talk to you about it because it's the hot topic is, you know, Khabib and Ferguson. Thoughts? Tony Tony and Ferguson? That's going to be a crazy fight. I mean, no, Khabib and, and... Khabib and Khabib and Tony. Fer- and Tony. Yeah, Tony, Khabib and Tony is going to be a great fight. Um, I believe like Tony has one of the best, uh, you know, ground games off his back you know, with those elbows and those submissions. So we'll see, man. And then like that guy's a nut. You know, his striking skills are always getting better, and um, I'm excited for that one. You know, I think the last time we saw you, Rob, were you not in the background? We were talking to uh, to Calvin Cater. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's back. Here <laughs> oh, right there now. he is hey, now for you. What's okay, up, yeah. Calvin? You guys were yeah, in uh, uh, Russia last time we spoke before the Zabit fight. Yeah, it was in Russia. Um, you know, um, you know, the fight fight went good. I think uh, obviously we didn't win, but um, I also don't believe uh, Calvin lost a lot of fans for that one. Um, Definitely, that no, was a good fight. We signed up, we signed up for a three round fight, but um, it should have been a five round fight. But it is what it is. Hey, let me ask you too. When you now, was that your first time in Russia? First time. And what, how did you feel there, like, with, with Russian people? Did you feel safe? Did you feel comfortable? How was it in general? I, I had, a, had a blast. Um, the food was amazing. The, uh, the, the, the city's a beautiful city. Uh, Moscow, uh, the, the, the buildings are crazy. Um, yeah, definitely felt safe. Um, but uh, I was a little worried at first when they told us we're going to Russia. But then once we got there, it felt like, a, uh, felt like it was in New York. When you're when you're in a place like that, I mean, now you're in D.C., so it's kind of a place you could go to whenever you want. But are you a guy that goes out and sees things? Are you like a, a good tourist, or do you stay late and do shit, or do you just go in and get out? So, so, so that that's the thing. We actually uh, drove down from um, Boston to come out here a little earlier. Uh, we came in yesterday just to make sure we can check it out, really get out there and you know see do the whole touristy thing and check everything out. Um, we wish we could have did that in Russia. We pretty much was in the hotel the whole time, but yeah. Um, States like I mean obviously flying out of countries it's a little a little more difficult to kind of be out there hanging out but uh, in the states it's easy and uh, and you're fighting Ricky Simone uh, on on Saturday and uh, obviously we all saw the uh, not I'm not shocked that Uriah won but I think everybody was shocked that the way he won um, yep. and, and 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 how ferocious he was early when you're fighting a guy coming off a loss like that 
Uh, what do you do? You think there's going to be any difference in his mentality that you have to not not worry about, but consider? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to maybe maybe come out a little slower. Um, you know, my job is to put him right back into that familiar spot. You know, I want him to feel like, dang, I'm I'm, I'm rocked again. Like this looks familiar. You know, and then um, you know, go to work. Uh, the kid's tough, but again, he's he's young and, and aggressive, and hopefully, he comes out the same way he did with Favor. And um, you know, I put the hands on him. I believe he's unranked. So you're, am I correct in saying he's unranked? Yep, he's unranked. Are you unranked? T- coming off a loss, and I'm, and I'm and I'm fighting him. So it's not a bad. Is it because he's an up and coming? It's like it's like a reason that at one point people were taking uh, Zabit because he was a younger fighter, or, or Gregor Gillespie. There's guys that will fight down to fight a guy who, who's looking really good. Uh, yep. Is that kind of why you're doing that? Honestly, it's kind of like he was the only one that would really take the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. That was it. Uh, we had a couple guys um, that said no. Um, he said yes, so you know we haven't fought since December of uh, you know last year, pretty much. So like, you know, uh, I just wanted to get in there and um, you know get to work. How's that year been for you? You know, just not fighting, just kind of not being able to get back doing what you love. You know, what 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 happened and how were you able to kind of carry through that? Yeah, so you know, basically, uh, you know, we got the the Cody Stamen fight um, in South Carolina. He falls out. They bring they bring in John Lineker, uh, which was I, I was excited because uh, that was a rematch for me. Right. He falls out, and then it, then Sean was like, "Listen, man, uh, you know everything sucks. They took care of me, they threw me a check, and they're like, listen, we 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 uh we want to get you back in Boston.' Um, but the only fight that really made sense was Jimmy Rivera. He said no. Um, and then um, so we were sitting there like, all right, so who, what do we do? He said, like, I just can't give you anybody. Um, and then um, you know. He was like, uh, he's gonna have to sit sit a little longer. Um, and then um, this guy, this, this guy came up and he popped up and we're like, perfect, let's do it. Uh, which, which I don't understand is how I don't get the Cody Stamen rematch uh, again. Um, you know, I don't understand how that didn't work. You know, like how do we get a fight? You fall out, and I'm believe he's he's on the same card with me right now, fighting an unranked fighter. You know, what I'm saying it makes no sense. So like, um, like, it was just weird. It was just weird how it all worked out. Um, you know, there's a couple of fights that should have happened. I should have got that Cheeto Vera fight um, uh, back in, uh, I believe it was J- uh, July. Remember uh, the International Fight Week? Yeah. Uh, it was two weeks before I fought in South Carolina. His opponent pulls out, Shane O'Malley. So I'm like, this makes sense. Like, sit, um, my guy fell out. His guy fell out. Why not just do it in Vegas? Obviously, they said no. And I was just waiting around. So it was just, it just you know, it is what it is. It was tough. It was annoying. Um, but, uh, you know, we're here. And we got to fight, so we got to go out there and put on a show. Are you sitting there with anxiety, like, you know, wanting something to come up, feeling ready to come up? You know, how do you keep yourself motivated? What's going on in the gym for you during that one-year time period? Yeah, you know, I was just constantly um, – I did a couple of uh, uh, BJJ tournaments, just, uh, you know, training as much as possible. Uh, obviously, I got a whole uh, whole squad of uh, guys that work out with out in um, Boston that, you know, I got to, you know – stay in shape and be in the gym for so like just training um helping like obviously calvin cater all the mm-hmm. young guys i'm helping out with um everybody at Lozon mma just trying to stay busy you know stay positive uh now obviously it's a, it's a team sport so just because i don't get a fight doesn't mean everybody else doesn't have a fight so right. i was just you know staying in the gym and just trying to be positive but it was it was a little annoying at first 
I would say the one good thing about inactivity time is that you're not so focused on an individual that you're just picking up new skills and tools and stuff like that. Can you talk about anything new that might have changed since the last time we saw you? Any new skills that you think you've picked yeah, up? Yeah, you know, um, like, like, like I said, these guys messed up. They let me take a year off to get better in wrestling. You know, my wrestling's getting so much better. My magician's getting so much better. Like, And it's not even like a, I know it. Like I, I'm going out there and competing with these BJJ guys and I can feel it. Like I know for a fact my wrestling and BJJ's it gotten so much better. Um, and then, you know, just, it's just, you know, just, you know, just trying to help out as much as possible, but it was a little annoying. I was getting frustrated, but uh, we, we got a fight. We're in DC and um, trying to, trying to, I'm looking for knockouts, you know? Rob, how long before the fight did Lineker drop out? And did you ever get a reason as to why he dropped out? What was the reason? He, uh, he, he suffered a cut um, just, uh, all that Friday. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, he suffered a cut. I'm sorry. Maybe Thursday. He suffered a cut Thursday night. So I, was, I was literally cutting my last two pounds. He got a cut. Sean was like, listen, like, it, it sucked because the doctor cleared him. The UFC doctor cleared him, and they're like, nah, he doesn't want to do it. And, and that's why the UFC, I think, uh, he was cut or let go after that. Or is, Did that have anything to do with it, do you think, him dropping out of that fight? Definitely. I, I, I know for a fact it was. You know, it was like, uh, he, he was complaining about not getting fights. Then he got, we got him a fight, and then... You know, he could have fought, but he did, he chose not to fight. And then they're like, right, we don't know what to do with this guy. And then they let him go. Where was the cut, do you know? Over his eye. Oh, it was over his eye. Okay. But but if everyone cleared him the fight, he probably could have gone uh, gone through yeah. it. I don't know. It sucks, man. Obviously, um, you know, more power to him. It is what it is. Sure. I wanted that rematch real bad, but, you know. We're on to the next. Now we got Ricky. When they tell you something like that, when it's literally, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours before the fight, what do you do with that? I mean, you know, you're obviously very disappointed. I mean, do you sit there and hope something else comes up or in that yeah, close no, to the fight? Hoping, um, it's actually the second time that happened to me. I was in um, London. I'm sorry, Manchester. supposed to fight uh, Ian Entwistle. Did the same thing. He uh, pulled out two days. I'm sorry, um, two hours before Wayans pulled out. <sighs> And then this this one ahead. So this is the second time. This is not like you know. Um, so it is what it is. You know, you just kind of like you know, obviously you suck it up and just kind of keep pushing forward and stay focused. Um, but like I I just it was it was rough. It was annoying, frustrating. Yeah. But I'm glad they gave is. you some cash though, because yeah. imagine yeah, like all those time you didn't get paid. I would have been I would have been furious. Yeah. So took care of me. The, uh, Sean, Sean, um, Sean uh, hooked up with a new contract, and um, it is what it is, you know. You said that they said that we can't just give you anybody. W what's the reasoning behind that? You know, um, there's, there's certain guys that like, you know, you just can't give a like a unranked fighter that's a shot at a ranked fighter. You mm -hmm. know, like God forbid, you know, I slip and fall, and I, we got a guy that maybe shouldn't have been there yet fighting. You know, saying ranked guys. You know, so it's like you just can't give me anybody. Um, so, which I understand, you know, you just don't want, um, you know, you got to make sense, you know, it has, right. the ranking sure. makes sense, there's a reason for it, you know. So you're basically not going to be comfortable this fight's happening until Bruce Buffer's announcing you guys because of the luck you've had, like once you're both Girl, in the I, cage. I, I tell everybody again, they're like, oh, I can't wait for your fight. I'm like, maybe, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. We'll find out. Yeah, turn we'll it on. Like PTSD. Yeah, exactly. I'm, a, I'm like a battered kid. You know, I'm a battered. I'm like, maybe, you know, say my manager hit me up. Hey, it's finally, we're finally here. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Every we'll time see. a text message goes off, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. It's not that. It's not that. Bro, I swear, I do. If my, my manager texts and calls me, I, I do not pick it up. I do not pick it up. I had my girl pick it up. Like, listen, I don't want to know, like, what's going on. <laughs> if it's bad, they, just don't tell me. And, like, and sure enough, she, she uh, when I was in, in South Carolina, I'm sitting there cutting the weight. She just walks in and just looks at me. And I knew. I just knew something was going on. She said, just get out. I'm like, get out what? I'm like, just get out. We're get out and eat a pizza. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We ate pizza, and drank beer, and that was it. Yep. All right, well, listen, man, I hope the fight happens. You and Ricky Simone is a great fight. Again, coming off a loss, I think he's going to be obviously looking to uh, – I mean, you're always looking to win, but coming off an embarrassing first-round knockout like that, he's going to be looking to do something. But you're prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's um, – you know, obviously I, I've lost before the UFC, and I know I come, I came back strong. Like, smarter. I just think it's the wrong guy to do it with. You know, I obviously favor um, – you know, he, he caught him with a big shot, but I, I hit like that every single time. You know, like, you know, favor doesn't favors are not knocking guys out the way I knock guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I catch this dude, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be he's gonna be right back to that same spot he was uh, when he fought favor, and I think I'm gonna put him away. Phantom well, weight is exciting right now. It's it, it's mixing up. It's exciting right now. I mean, it's a great opportunity to really just make that division uh, more and more exciting. Exactly. So that was the plan is to get in there and um put Ricky away and hopefully get a big name like like a Cody Garbrandt or a Jimmy Rivera or somebody like that and and um you know get you know um you know just look look for the that top five type of fight but uh I'm excited. What yeah. do you think about the guys coming down in weight? Coming down in weight? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's coming down? Uh, Jose is fighting uh, Marlon Marais. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I man, I hope. I obviously, I hope he really makes the weights. I know he had issues making forty-five. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I don't see it going well. Who else is coming down? Frank, Frank. Oh, Frank Edgar is fighting. Uh, Frankie's coming down uh, as well. He's fighting. Uh, 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 Say again. For Frankie, Frankie, that makes that makes more sense to me. He's yeah. Not, you know, so he's not the biggest forty-fiver. Jose's a pretty big dude. Um, Frankie makes sense. Um, I feel like it's going to be an easy weight cut for him. Um, yeah. Jose, not so much. But the, the thing is, man, like they, that's going to be some exciting fights. I was talking to my boy the other day. I'm like, dang, Frankie Eggers coming down. He's a, he fought Ben Henderson at 55. Like, it's crazy. That's a tough fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Like, But that would be another opportunity. If I could get that fight, that would be awesome. He's one of those guys like Jared Cannon here. It's like he just fucking fights at any weight he feels like fighting at that week. And he does great. You know, he does great, does good. Um, yeah, you know, Frankie's the OG. You know, all, more power to him, man. Much respect to him. Yeah, he takes good care of himself. Um, yeah, good luck, Rob, man. It's good talking to you, and, uh, you know, I, I hope this fight happens, and I, I'm, I'm sure you'll do well. Maybe. We'll see. All right, well, <laughs> keep your fingers crossed, man. We'll talk to you afterwards. My man, thank you. All right, be bye, good, bye. Rob. Take care. Have a good one. All right, you too. I love those Boston guys. They're the best. So much fun. Yeah. I, lo- I loved going out there and training. It was always a lot of fun. Like In Boston? Um, yeah. I, there's a couple people I still want to go and train with, like Mark Delagrati and... Um, he's just amazing, and there's just there's a lot of good training out there. There is. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, my friend uh, Caitlin Chukagan is fighting. Uh, when is she fighting? That is that scene. Is that the Jones card? That's the Jones uh, race card. Oh, that's the Comain. Oh, yep. good for her. That's a tough fight. I like Chukagan. I think I think she's stylistically yeah a, a fun fighter. She has karate background since she's like four years old yep. and. You know, I mean, um, she's had some really good. Who was the, she last beat Jennifer Maya? Right, it was a unanimous decision. Yeah, Jennifer Maya was her last fight. And that was quite recently too, wasn't it? Just um, maybe just a couple months ago. Yeah, I, I guess there's enough time between. But yeah, she's she's great. I mean, her post fight interview was was great. She was like, "Look, I will just continue to keep beating whoever they put in front of, in front of me until they give me that title shot." And then she's got up it. and here came that title shot. So that's great. Good for her. And uh, listen, I always love seeing you. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you coming in Wednesday. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know who's in. Matt's not here. Matt's not here. I but don't. If you want to come in, we'd love to. Have, even if we do have someone else, I would always like to have you. All right, I'll let you know. I'll let you, you guys know. don't have anybody else. And even if you did, we'll have we'll have Phoenix <laughs> as well. 
<laughs> I don't mean it like that. Like I, we don't have anybody else. I mean, we like having you in. No, no, I love doing it. I trust me, I love doing it. I might have some plans though. All right. All right, well, I guess you have fun. Uh, listen, I'm going to be at Caroline's performing the 12th, 13th, and 14th of December. If you want to see me, it's my last gig of the year. And um, it's really great seeing you. You're always fun to do this with. Yep, find me online. Everything Martial Arts is the YouTube channel, and In Fighting Shape is the podcast. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, Phoenix. Yep. Have fun, Matt. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Ciao. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.